0: Good afternoon, AP Comp classmates. I'm Rachel. And I'm Zoe. And we're going to talk about the perks of being a wallflower. So let's start with the summary, Zoe. Okay, so basically, um, it's kind of talking about the ups and downs of being a teenager in high school, but really it's not like a basic classic story at all. There's cliches, but like it's it builds on more than that. So basically the main character Charlie, he's 15 and he's a freshman and he's kind of a nobody. He meets these other Wallflowers, Sam and Patrick, and he's kind of introduced to like drugs, sex, alcohol and starting to learn like the social cues of high school. And um, there's a lot of other stuff that goes along with that that we'll get into, but he really goes into detail about certain events and very much like their high school, normal high school stuff that you will probably go through once your time or I've already gone through. But his story gets a little bit deeper with that. And it has a really shocking ending that we will get to later on. So, yeah. So there's a lot of things I like about this book and a lot of things that I dislike. Um, I like how it is from the point of view of an outcast He's, like, it's not just, like, the things he's experiencing. It's, like, what he's feeling and how it's affecting him. It kind of, to me, it's, like, bringing awareness to, like, mental health. Like, not to judge someone before you really know what's going on in their life, and their history, um, and things like that. Um, It really gives another point of view um, of an outcast because it's still the stereotypical popular people and the people who are not as popular and who go through, it just shows that everyone can go through other things. And I really like, like Zoe said, I agree with her, that I like the perspective of how the book is. Yeah. And another thing that I liked, so I'm going to give you, this is going to be some background, a lot of background. So his friend Patrick is gay and he likes, it's kind of a long story how it ends up together, but him and like the quarterback who's hiding that he's gay from, like everybody else they're kind of like a thing for some of the book and um to me it kind of is just an interesting perspective on that too because towards the end brad starts to lash out like he gets caught like his dad catches him and then he lashes out on like patrick and they see him with another guy at this really weird like hookup place thing that they go to um but it kind of like draws to the attention that like High schoolers don't know, don't really know who they are yet. And so it's like experimenting, but like he's not experimenting. He knew that he was gay. He just didn't want to show, like he wasn't ready to show people that's who he really was. And so it's understandable to me that he was like really scared It shows you that you don't know everybody and what's going on with them, no matter if you think you do or not. And going along with that, this was also very... Can you hear the rain, guys? Listen. Okay, anyways. It also shows that it's very, like, stereotypical. And um, that the quarterback is the one hiding that he's gay. That's along with that book. But it does give a good point of view of you may know someone he may be he or she may be the most popular person in school but they still have personal stuff no yeah. matter what show they put on and it's definitely relatable to I mean he towards the end like the quarterback Brad he can't really like he's having trouble controlling his emotions and really learning how to communicate how he's feeling and he lashes out on Patrick and he fights and he's he's just embarrassed and he doesn't know how to handle that and I think that's really representative of how like the stage of life that high schoolers are in, how they Uh, deal with what's going on around them. It's not very calm. It's very (laughs) aggressive. (laughs) I mean, you've seen the fights that have been happening (laughs) recently at school. That's what happened in this case with the football players and these two other kids that weren't as popular. Yeah. And so it's just, I like the author. Definitely. He touches on things that aren't like, that most people don't want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, they're not comfortable. Like, they're out of people's comfort zones to talk about, but they're things that do need to be, like, addressed, I think, socially. That's why I we both feel that this book should not be on the banned list anymore. Is because this is real life. No matter what parents think they can keep their kids from, you go to school, you talk to other people, you see this stuff, yeah. especially with social media nowadays. You see people posting the some stuff on their Snapchat that... Should not be. And I'm not going to lie, some of the, like, sexual stuff made me really uncomfortable. Yes, me too. But there were times, like, we'll talk about this later too, like, um, there's abortion and rape and, like, that's a terrible thing to read about and it makes me uncomfortable, but it's things that, like, are happening in real life and especially now, like, lately there's been a lot of stuff about that coming out and so it's really relevant that there was a mostly everything in this book was still relevant to yeah. high school life except in this book they smoked cigarettes which is not which would be the equivalent to what vaping is yeah. right now and stuff like that so and it's just interesting because there was something about how like back then it was really it was interesting for kids to read because things like Um, sex and drugs and stuff. I mean, in some groups it was going on, but it wasn't, like, a widely discussed topic, so it was kind of, like, controversial, but a lot of kids were drawn to it because they were experiencing it. They just weren't talking about it. But now it's, like, it's super relevant and, like... um, I I was very taken aback by how open the main character, Charlie, was to this stuff. He was having a bad day, and he was just, like, hand me a cigarette. And it was, like, you wouldn't even... Stop to mm-hmm. think. He finally had to have a sister tell him to stop, and because it's unhealthy, he still didn't stop, and he kept drinking. But he was just very open. Now, one time he had <laughs> a pot and a brownie, but that was not something that yes. he was open to. He that was just was. very naive, and I think that's part of his story too. Is that he started very naive, and he didn't always. He's a critical thinker, so he he does all these essays for his teacher Bill, which I'll talk about later because I have more thoughts on that too. <laughs> um, Um, And he writes these essays that he goes really into depth about, but, like, in real life, his common sense is not very in-depth. He's not very street smart, as we would say. Yes. And he was at this party with a bunch of kids who were doing (laughs) drugs and stuff like that, and one of, I think, his friends, I would say, Bob, um, offers him a brownie. Now, when I first read that, I knew what it was. (laughs) Definitely. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But... Charlie did not. And so he had the brownie and got high. (laughs) That was one of the things where it was not really his choice. Like he was not like asking for that. But with the cigarettes and the alcohol, that was something that he was just so open to and did not think a a second thought about it. Yeah. He's just not always the most socially aware person out there. Yes, for sure. Um, But also I think that kind of attests to his writing style or the, it's like the character's writing style, but, also the author's writing style he um it started out where his writing was not very good it was not very organized not very um advanced but as you continue to read through the book it gets better and I really like how that makes it more realistic because it's he's letters yeah he's sending us letters so the more he writes the better it becomes so I really like that realistic factor that really kept me drawn into the book But even then, his his writing, like, throughout is very, like, choppy. And it it seems childish to me, but then I think of, like, all the freshmen at our school. Like, I feel like that'd be, be, like, um, kind of what you would expect from just, like, freshman writers. But also, it was kind of surprising to me, too, because he talks about all this writing he's doing for his teacher and how he's doing really well at it. Um, so, I kind of expected more higher level writing style, not necessarily thinking because there's a lot of like mature um, content in this, and just like this style. His relationship with his teacher was very good for him, but it could it just seems weird to me. He, his teacher had him call his name on a first name basis, like he would call the teacher on a first name basis. Yeah. They would have meetings, and he went school. to his house, yeah, like, with his um, girlfriend, I think it was at the time. Um, like, today, that that's, like, not something that you do. Like, if I went to a teacher's house, house like, that would be weird. But it, it ended up being good for him because it was somebody that he could talk yeah. to and um, tell, like, stuff that was happening at home, too. And get yeah. things figured out there. Like, um, his sister is very boy crazy in this book, and he makes that very clear. And she had a boyfriend where he the hit boyfriend her. hit her, but she was antagonizing him and bullying him. But he still hit her, and that's not okay. So she said she told Charlie not to tell anybody, and he told Bill, and then stuff was sorted out. I mean, it was eventually, eventually. Yeah. But and then the sister, which the part that we both <laughs> we both dislike this. Um, the sister ended up getting an abortion, as we mentioned earlier. Yes, and that was something that. He did not really touch base on. In most of the stuff that he dealt with, he cried. His instinct was to cry. I did not see very emotions out of him, like anger, maybe when he would fight somebody. But otherwise, it was just crying, which that's a coping mechanism. I understand that. But he was the only one who knew about his sister getting an abortion. And an abortion's a big deal. But he drove her. Then they came out, and they were both laughing. And he didn't really say anything about it. Like, you could have been an uncle, and you just let that slide down and not tell your parents like they that's a big deal that he really did not because it just bothers me that he gives so much emotion with everything else that doesn't really need that much emotion at some points but this was something where it was fine it was normal I don't know if he was having a breaking point at that time period but I think he was like at a point that was like kind of building up to where he starts to break down but it's they only spent like one, two like a chapter or like a letter and a half ish on the abortion, which I, I feel like it deserves more than that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a huge decision to be making. And he is one that overthinks like everything. And I just was kind of disappointed in how he handled this. Um, his friends are really good in this situation, though. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about Sam and Patrick. He also had a girlfriend at one point called... Mary Elizabeth. And she was very clingy, and the way he responded to that was something it was uncommon. Kind of- it was very... He was very distant, and he was kind of... I think it's, like, a cliche or, like, a guy response to when... The guy doesn't <laughs> want the girl to be clingy. And so he, like, detaches himself from her... Um, but there is a point where he, they're at someone's house and they're playing Truth or Dare. Oh my God! This made me so sick to my stomach. <laughs> and so his was it a dare? I think it was his dare it to was like dare. kiss the hottest girl in the room. And so he kissed not his girlfriend, the girl that he had his friend that had he like had a crush on for a while. And to me, okay that's just a social so, cue I feel like you yeah. should just know even if you think otherwise you should just know to kiss your girlfriend and then maybe address the problem later if you feel like it's something yeah. serious deep down but not in front of everybody think, and not especially when those girls were very close to friends as they were yeah and I think it also like was just a res- like a natural th- it felt probably natural to him because he had been bottling up those feelings for Sam for a very long time and he was This was also part of building up to him releasing all the stuff he was like holding in. He just had to like let that out. But I don't think he definitely did not let that out in like a respectable uh, manner. Yes. Well, in all of this, there's a lot of other. Oh, the rape. The rape is something he watched when he was little. And it made me sick Um, when I read it. It was very uncomfortable to read. And it was something that a child that age should not see. And then he... More any age, really. But uh, yeah. Especially then then at that age. His sister came in and proceeded to call him a pervert, even though he didn't really know... Yeah, he didn't he really understand what was going on. And that was just... Um, that was something that I feel would mentally... like that. Yeah, that would kind of break you. But also... So he tells Sam and... I think Patrick was there. He tells them about that, what happened. Mm-hmm. And... He was talking about telling like telling people about it and like confronting the guy and everything. And she said, No, like that's not and you need real proof, otherwise nobody will believe you. And I think that's also kind of like modern, like that's what is happening today. And what's happening today. Like things are happening and basically people are like girls are like being told not to tell. Or, like, what being, not necessarily told, but being, like, feeling like they shouldn't because it's, like, normal. Um, There's a lot of other important things that happened in this book that led up to, like, a breakdown. But the big thing at the end that happened, he was very close with his Aunt Helen, who passed away when he was seven. And, I mean, he was very close with her. He would miss her all the time. and he talks about how, like, that's the only person that really, like showed love for him and told him they were proud of him and that he was special and he makes a (laughs) promise. i think it's still going sorry guys my computer shut off so this is still going it better still be going it is still going okay (laughs) thought we lost it um where were we We okay his aunt and he makes a promise to her to not cry at things that aren't important even though he doesn't follow through with that (laughs) promise but it's something that it was he was very close with her Mm-hmm. And toward the end of the book, he is with Sam and they're kind of a thing now. I understand, sort of, like halfway, like yeah, like it just, just it just happened, like it kind of And something inappropriate happened and he started crying again. <laughs> Nothing bad. It was just like high schoolers being high schoolers. And so then he took a nap afterwards. It's very awkward to explain, but he took a nap afterwards <laughs> and he had a dream of his aunt molesting him and then he woke up and he drove home and he just kept saying stuff like i was watching the tv but it wasn't actually on
1: yeah so
0: it kind of like turned out that he kind of just blacks out and here i'll have zoe tell you what they're yeah so basically he wakes up at Like, I don't know if he woke up, but basically his parents found him at home after that, like, naked on his couch. And, like, they couldn't get him to, like, snap out of, like, A trance. Yeah, Yeah, he was not... And so he ended up in, like, a... I think it was, like, a mental hospital or an institution or something. Because, basically, his aunt had molested him as a child. And he got, like, I'm assuming, like, PTSD or something. And when Sam had, like... When Sam had done the same thing that his aunt had done... It kind of, like, made him it, remember. It triggered that, and um, he we, he had figured out that they, him and his aunt had spent every Saturday together watching TV, and he had figured out that every Saturday, that is what happened. Yeah. And, now, and being that close with somebody and figuring that out in that yeah. scarring event, I understand and why he snapped out yeah, of it. Yeah, and that's reality. something that he had, like, bottled up, because when it came out at the end of the book, his parents didn't know that that's what was going on. Like his parent, his dad, especially I think was very upset. And especially since they gave his aunt Helen a home because she did not have a place. Yeah. She was living with him when he was younger too. And so I think he had all this pent up, like he pent up all this stuff and that he was thinking and he didn't share it. And I think that's kind of, he had started going downhill after the whole Mary Elizabeth thing where he kissed Sam, he started going downhill because no one talked to him. And I think he, he started got a thinking about yeah. this. And he wasn't... I think, like, in the back of his mind, he knew that's what had happened. But, like, he was just trying to, like... Get it out. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't bring himself to, like... Like... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, realize it? Yeah, realize that that's what had happened. Because I think he was... his. Way of coping with it was telling himself that his aunt was a good person and that she loved him. They were had a close relationship. Yeah, and so I think he was either trying to make that seem okay, or that he that was just his way to cope with it. And I think he had been holding that in, and then holding his thing with Sam, and and then just the fact that they had
1: all he his has, friends had
0: kind of shut him out. He kind of just like exploded. At he has seen so much for person like only not being a, 15 yeah, and just in general though he's oh, seen yeah. and gone through so much his family life was good his brother and his sister they would argue but i feel like he had a decent family so that helped his father would never hit them like um because his father was hit as a child but just this sh- it was mostly sh- social stuff and social problems yeah like with the rape with the drugs and all that stuff. This is deep. This is deeper than that because that is. I'm speechless that he went through all of this. Yeah. But and in the end of the book, he gets better. His friends visit him. His family sends him cards. He eventually snaps out of it. And he's not overly happy with life, but he's come to accept that he needs to know what has happened yeah. and that it is a part of him. And he's just content with life. And I really like that ending. I'm trust me, I'm usually a fan of the happily ever after endings. <laughs> That's usually what I like. But
1: this real life isn't
0: like that. Exactly. Real life doesn't end happily. And it leaves room like for growth. I think because he's a teenager and obviously he still has more years to go and it leaves room for him to either grow and figure become out himself more, happy more and like learn or You know, it's like a in between. He's not happy. He's not like as depressed as he was. It also leaves it to the audience interpretation, which I I like endings like that because then, you know, in my mind, yeah, in my mind, he went on to live happily ever after. Yes, I just like at the book how they address that he is content with life and that he's kind of accepted that he has to live it. Yes, that's throughout the book. I really just feel like he didn't want to grow up. Yes. And he didn't want to accept stuff that he needed to accept to grow. And yeah. finally at the end of the book, he was he just does kinda, accept that. He accepts that he's getting older and you gotta learn how to handle this stuff as you yeah. go along. And I also when he so I I'm assuming it's like PTSD or something like that that he goes through with his aunt. Um I'm, and I think that's why he like blocks it out. And that just reminds me of there was an episode of Hawaii Five-0, where, okay, weird thing to talk about, but it just made me think of it, that there was, like, a soldier that was on medication for PTSD from the war, and, like, he was, like, anytime violence happened, he kind of, like, blacked out, and there was this, like, his, there was someone that came into his house and killed his wife, and so he had kind of blacked out, and that just made me kind of, that's what made me make the Connection between Charlie having, like, he, PTSD or something wrong like that. He um, didn't want something to be happening to him, so he just blacked it out. But Yeah. he's accepted that later on in life that he needs to realize what had happened. Yeah, just own up. Not own up because he didn't really do anything, but, like, come to the deal terms with, it. with. I don't want to say deal with it because it's really harsh. Yeah, but like, like, come to terms with the, work the facts of it. what happened yes. instead of just ignoring it because that doesn't help with anything. Um, um. so this podcast has been really long <laughs> and I'm really sorry about that but I mean I think we touch bases on most of the there was a lot in this book so we tried yeah. to touch base on most of the important things and I don't know. okay go ahead <laughs> so we we think that it should be like it should be kept in schools and it shouldn't yes. be like kids should still be reading it because Although there's some awkward and harsh things they talk about, it's there's, real life. There's going to be awkward and harsh moments yes. in real life, too. And But there's... Okay, so there's a parent from Connecticut. His kid was going to school in a Connecticut public school. And part of their curriculum was to read Perks of Being a Wallflower. It was like a required reading. And basically, he made a complaint to the school district that it should be, like, eradicated from the curriculum because there's homosexuality, sex, masturbation, and, quote, glorification of alcohol use and drugs. So, to me, okay, I do not agree with that because I don't don't think it glorifies... The use of alcohol and drugs, like, at the time, like, they're partying when they're doing it, yeah. But, like, in the long run, that didn't do anything for him. Like, it was, honestly, like, that's what made him decline was his, like... It shows that it really can affect your future. Yeah. And so I think it doesn't glorify it. It just tells you, like, real life. Like, some people use that as a coping, coping mechanism. And it doesn't really do anything. It just... Helps you ignore things that are happening to you. It and I obviously that doesn't glorify because that just made it worse for Charlie. In this right. Case. It acknowledges that it's not something that you should use as a coping mechanism. Yes. Um, but a lot of people also think that it should be kept because, yeah, there's some weird stuff in it that a lot of people don't like to talk about. But I mean, it's real life and it. You need attests, to learn about it. Yeah. It attests to things that are happening to people that aren't usually talked about, and so it's kind of like a wake-up call one. It brings all this stuff to, like, light. Um, But it's also just interesting to see it from someone else's perspective that's going through these things because some of us don't go through that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry. This was, like, ten minutes (laughs) over time. But, um, yeah, and I I would recommend reading this book. It really just – touches on the basis of high school yeah and yeah bye